Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. Welcome in on this Wednesday morning, and I know that you guys have baseball on the brain. All of you are are thinking about, talking about college baseball today. But here's the thing. I am going to uh, throw a a little curveball. There's a baseball reference for you. Uh, Throw a little curveball today. I'm going to be talking college football because there was a story that broke yesterday that I just absolutely love. Now, if you're a listener of the radio show, you probably already heard us talk about this pretty extensively yesterday but uh it's a story that i love it's a concept that i love and the more i think about it the more i want it to happen i want this to happen in college football so i know that you guys have baseball on the brain as you should i mean super regionals are this weekend uh old miss gets started on friday night mississippi state saturday afternoon and you guys love it and i know you love it and i'm going to talk about it this week i'm going to talk about it friday or tomorrow i'm going to talk about it friday of course But today I'm talking college football with you here on the live stream. Part two, by the way, for those of you that joined for the muted couple of minutes that I did uh, (laughs) a second ago, I appreciate you uh, sticking around and letting me delete everything and basically restart. But I hope I have audio now, at least I should, and I'm glad that you guys are with me this morning. My name is Michael Borky, as you can see right there. If you're watching for the first time, this does get uploaded in podcast form. Wherever you get them, Mike in the Morning should turn up results. Subscribe to the podcast, and if you'd like, leave a rating and a review. Also on YouTube, just that name right there. Hit that subscribe button. You can find me on YouTube as well. And uh, hopefully, uh, everything is all in order and back and ready to go after um, a little technical mishap. And by technical mishap, I mean I uh, I didn't turn on my my mixer. So this is a really cheap, bad microphone because it's all I could afford. Um, Attached to a 20-year-old sound mixer because I couldn't buy one, uh, even if I wanted to. And uh, so that's why the audio is not ideal. It's not bad. It works. Uh, It's not ideal. But the thing about sound mixers, so this runs into a, a, I mean, it's like a seven-channel mixer. It's huge. It's like this big. It takes up a bunch of space on my desk. Um, But the thing about sound mixers is you have to turn them on. And when you don't, (laughs) they don't work. And I didn't turn it on. So that's kind of what I'm dealing with this morning. (laughs) That's my day. That's um. That, so audio is working now, as I, as I can apparently hear. So glad that uh, glad that you guys stuck around, and uh, glad that you're with me. So, all right, college football. So this story broke yesterday from Yahoo, and um, expansion is happening regardless of what 
the reporting was yesterday, the college football playoff is going to expand. It is going to happen, whether it's six teams, eight, 12, 16, 24, 70, I don't know. Uh, the college football playoff will be expanding. It's going to happen. It is going to happen. Um, no doubt. No matter how many times people argue that four is enough, and I, I hear those arguments because I, I agree with them in principle because the goal of the college football playoff is to determine the best team in college football. That's what it's supposed to do, and it does a good job of it. Has there ever, I mean, since 2014, the first year of the college football playoff, when Ohio State with a third-string quarterback beat Oregon and Alabama to win the national championship? Um, Have you ever thought the right team didn't win? Or the best team in college football didn't win? Have you ever thought that before? I mean, really, you can include the BCS era. What was it, 2004 Auburn? Um, aside from that, will you look at a national champion and think, nah, I don't know if that was the best team. There was a team that played in this bowl game that didn't make it that should have because they were the best team in college football. Have you ever had that thought before? I haven't since 2004. Anyway, the playoff does its job. Playoff does its job. The best team in college football wins the national championship every year. It's worked out nicely. That's not why the playoff is expanding. Uh, First of all, capitalism, more money comes with more games. So that is like chief reason number one that the playoff is going to expand. But also, most importantly, access. Because as you guys know, and I complain about it all the time, and the ratings numbers for the last college football playoff indicated that You guys are not interested or as interested in the playoff as you should be. The numbers are awful, guys. They're awful. This past college football playoff was was brutal, and it's been progressively getting worse. So COVID's not a good enough excuse for how bad it was last year. And the semifinal games did just as good as the national championship game. That's, That's really bad, and there's a reason for that. So it's going to expand, and here's uh, the latest. This is from Pete Thamel. I'm going to read a little bit. I know that's not great for a platform like this, but I think it's important to get all these details out there. And again, if you listened to the radio show yesterday, my apologies, because um, we did talk about this a lot yesterday. But, you know, different audiences, not not all of you can listen to the radio show all the time. Some of you just listen to this, as I've learned, which is cool, by the way, but... Uh, forgive me for reading a little bit. This is uh, this is from Pete Thamel at Yahoo, really good college football reporter, especially like the business side of college football like this. Uh, this is just excellent work, and it's very consistent with his college football business reporting. So he said the next three weeks offer a critical period in charting what the future of the college football playoff will look like. There are a pair of college football playoff meetings that are expected to decide a specific recommendation with a final decision, details, and television contract. Uh, those will be determined later this fall. Yahoo Sports uh, spoke to more than a dozen stakeholders on every side of the playoff decision, university officials, athletic directors, media executives, and others around college sports. Amid those conversations, a surprise emerged. Officials on campuses and conference offices in the television world have expressed an openness towards a 12-team playoff being the most likely result. Again, like I said, I'm telling you guys, playoff, they are going to expand. It's an inevitability. 
So this being the, the leader in the clubhouse, if you will, is a big story. It's a big deal. He said, while it's unfair to say momentum has built towards a 12-team playoff before models have been presented to the commissioners or presidents, the 12-team model has emerged as the favored outcome over an 18 playoff within the industry. A high-ranking college official with knowledge of the process said the reason that you go to 12 is because you can develop the road of least resistance towards a good result. Um, The first step will come next month in Chicago on July 17th and 18th when the four-member working group, don't you love college anything? The four-member working group tasked for nearly the past two years with exploring expansion reports its findings to the College Football Playoff Management Committee. So you've got a working group and a management committee. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, so that will happen next month, the middle of next month, when this um, when this group, the four-member working group, that features Greg Sankey, you guys know him, Bob Bowlesby, who's the uh, commissioner of the Big 12, uh, Jack Swarbrick, the athletic director at Notre Dame, and Craig Thompson, the commissioner of the Mountain West. And Craig Thompson, I think, is a wild card in this because the Mountain West will not agree to expansion unless they are given a seat at the table, and I'll explain why that's important later on. Two days of discussion by the management committee are expected to yield a singular recommendation for the following week. So next month is a huge month in college sports. Huge month. Um, that's when the College Football Playoff Board of Managers, a group of 11 presidents and chancellors from the 10 FBS conferences and Notre Dame, will examine what's put forward and likely determine the potential shape, although not necessarily the final details, of the playoffs' future. Uh, Apparently, you know, we cannot predict a definitive outcome, at least according to Pete Thamel here, um, because every stakeholder here has a varying agenda or or thought, or whatever. Um, it, it changes for everyone, and they've got to discuss television contracts and stuff like that. So it's definitely uh, a moving a moving thing. Um, it's going to take months for them to actually iron this out and figure it out because, of course, it's bureaucratic nonsense in college athletics. But there's momentum towards a 12-team playoff, and that ball will get rolling next month. So... The article asks why a 12-team playoff has more juice than the eight. Uh, it's emergence through wins, uh, emergence wins through the complex layers and varied agendas that cover a world that spans Alabama, Troy, Ohio State, and UTEP. Very fair. Um, starting with at-large bids, the current 14 playoff model, all four teams are at-large. In a majority of the eight team models that have projected, there are likely going to be either five or six automatic bids. That means a decrease in at-large bids, which would not be much of an interest to the SEC, for example, or even Notre Dame. And Notre Dame's athletic director has a key voice here. Essentially, there are enough stakeholders who prefer to stay at four because of the advantages it gives them or over growing to eight. Therefore, the likelihood of 12 has bubbled up. All right, so that's enough. The 12-team playoff would work like this. It would simply work like this. Six automatic qualifiers. And those would be, this is the only way that 12 works. This is the only way that expansion works in general. Um, 
Six automatic qualifiers would be a conference champion from each of the Power Five leagues, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, ACC, SEC, and then the highest-ranked group of five team. So it would have been Cincinnati last year. And then six at-larges. Regardless of conference, you still have your selection committee. They rank the teams the next six after you eliminate the conference champions, after you put them in, the next six make the playoff. And then the top four teams get a bye. The remaining eight play each other, and they're waiting for, or the next four are waiting for the winners of those games. That would be, if they go to 12, which it sounds like that's going to happen, that would be the format. Five Power Five conference champions, highest rank group of five, six at-large teams with the top four getting a first round by, and there is your college football playoff. So before we get to it, uh, I'm going to read some of your uh, some of your messages, and then I'll tell you why I like this. And I would love to hear from you if you don't like this. If you think that this is bad, I want to hear from you um, because I, I cannot see a downside in this. So I would love to hear from somebody who, who can, uh, who does. And we can go back and forth on it because maybe I'm blind. I think 12 is, I think this is perfection and it would solve a lot of college football's problems. But if you disagree, I'd love to hear from you. Kelly says audio sounds better than 80% of the people on Twitch. <laughs> Sadly, I can't afford like, uh, like what Nick Marks or, or Tim the Tapman or those guys uh, can afford, at least not yet anyway. Um, those guys are uh, multimillionaires. Um uh, and in fairness, they're really entertaining. I, I, I get the concept of, of Twitch. I, I watch it sometimes. But still, just wrap your mind around the fact that these guys just stream themselves playing video games every day, and they're multimillionaires. I'm just mind-blowing. But good for them. I mean, hey, I watch, so uh, joke's on me. JP says, you guys gave it four segments yesterday on the radio. It really could have been an entire show. Fascinating this is. Inclusion is the important word here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Will Southern Miss win a national title? Hell no. But you're telling me there's a chance, even though it's a long one with a lot of ends, to make a playoff? I'll take it. Furthermore, like you expounded upon yesterday, games all over the country would have meaning from September till December. That is a win for us all. And most importantly, the Rebels and the Bulldogs have a legit shot each season to compete for a spot in that bracket. Um, Coach K said it best, he adds. Multi-billion dollar industry or whatever you want to call it has no business with committees and boards and meetings sparsely running things. Yep. College football, and this is a conversation for later in the summer, college football needs a commissioner. The SEC has one, and Greg Sankey operates in the best interest of his conference and nothing else. That's it. Greg Sankey doesn't want the playoff to expand, by the way, because why would he? His conference benefits the most from the current format. Although I think the SEC would also benefit the most from 12, but Greg Sankey only operates in the best interest of the SEC. Bob Bowlesby only operates in the best interest of the Big 12 and so on. We need somebody in college football that has supreme power that makes all the decisions a la Roger Goodell. Because while everybody hates Roger Goodell, the NFL is making more and more money every year. It's growing. It's international. It's 
They just signed a $110 billion television deal. While you hate Goodell and I hate Goodell and everybody hates Goodell, he is excellent at his job. He's excellent at it. And uh, college football needs a commissioner. College football needs a commissioner that can make these decisions for the best interest of the sport at whole instead of having all these committees and all these working groups and all this stuff. One guy and his executive team or one lady and her executive team making all of the decisions for college football and college football only. We need that, but we don't have it. Uh, Zach's asking if there's any specifics on what determines the top four of the selection committee. So they're the college football playoff rankings. The top four teams in those rankings, as um, as they exist, would get the four-team buys. So like if the Pac-12 champion is ranked 17th, they don't get a buy. It's just the top four, even if one isn't at large. I'm cool with that. That's probably how it w- would work. Um, <laughs> Kelly, you're not kidding. The, the uh, um, Oh, gosh. What, what was that game called? I Fall Guys, yeah. He made millions of dollars being bad at Fall Guys for like four days. It's just insane. Um, Dak, and you're right. The main concern is for is the potential for a 17-game season, but not much uh, not much beyond that. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, th- that's, that's tough. Pat Forty wrote a column this morning, and, and I'm not the biggest fan of his, but I, I think there, there's – it made me think this morning about if they're going to expand to 12, maybe they need to consider taking a regular season game away. And while that's hilarious, that's never going to happen. Um, I think he makes a good point, though. We've been screaming for years about player safety, and then we're going to ask a team to potentially play 17 games. Um, I think that's a fair question. Now, it, the the likelihood of a team playing 17 games is quite small. Um, it is likely going to be a 16 game season, which also isn't bad, but it's just a or also isn't good, but it's a handful of teams. And you're you're going to ask these programs to take money out of their own pocket. Um, so Ole Miss plays SEMO this year. Mississippi State plays is it Tennessee Tech? I think. Um, yeah, those games stink. You guys don't really like them, but that's a million-plus-dollar weekend for Ole Miss and Mississippi State. That game's not going anywhere. Um, So anyway, JP says, how does this affect eventual, perhaps inevitable, breaking up, splitting off separation between Power 5 and Group of 5 that's been kicked around for a few years? I think if you give them access like this, the, the Group of 5 isn't going anywhere. That could change. I've often said that they should have their own championship, but apparently... Uh, administrators and and university officials and athletic department people at the group of five level do not want that. Um, Apparently, I I don't know why they think that there is more money staying how it is with an expanded playoff as opposed to having their own playoff. They think there's more money available if they stay in this current format. They don't want that change behind the scenes. That's just what I've been told. Um, how many games do teams like North Dakota State and others who make their championship play 15? Let me look, actually. So what was it? Uh, was it 2019? 
North Dakota State. Did they win in 2019? We'll go with that. We'll just uh, we'll just go with that. North Dakota State played 16 games in 2019. So if North Dakota State can do it, then Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, whoever can also do it, especially when you consider that North Dakota State in that level has fewer scholarships to work with. They don't have 85. I think it's, is it 65 or 70? It's definitely less. I know that for sure. It's fewer, I should say. Fewer scholarships at that level. So if they can play 16 games, you can at the Power 5 level. That's a really good point, Kyle. Um, Josh says, I don't like the 12-team proposal. We're getting 12 is great, but only one non-Power 5 spot out of 12 is unacceptable. Um, and, and you're right, Kyle. You'll play that many games if you make the NFL anyway. And NFL rosters are much smaller. I mean, it's it's 53, but it's cut down to 47 on game day. And they play now 17 games a year. It can be done. It, it's, it is a little hypocritical to, to talk about player safety while also expanding the playoff, but it, it'll be fine. It, it's fine. Um, they do it at the FCS level. They do it in the NFL. You have 85 players on scholarship, around 100 on your roster. You can play 16 games in a season, and, and it's okay. It's okay. You, you do it at the next level, and people below you with fewer scholarships do it. It'll be fine. So here's why I like it, and Josh, I'll get to your point here in a second. But this this is why this is perfect to me uh, because you, I talk about this often. College football has an interest problem right now maybe not here in the south you guys you guys love your football you're always going to love your football I mean regardless if Ole Miss or Mississippi State or Southern Miss can ever make a national championship you guys are going to love your teams you're going to go to the games it's it's like ingrained in the culture here you guys love it it's not that way everywhere else though The Southeast is always going to love its college football. You're always going to have insane people that call into the Feinbaum show, and that just, it does not make sense to me, but you're going to have it. You're going to have, in the state of Mississippi on a given Saturday, you'll have 65,000, 64,000 people in a stadium in Oxford, 64,000 people in a stadium in Starkville, and 25,000 people in a stadium in Hattiesburg in a state of 2.9 million people. It, it it doesn't make sense other than we just love it and we always will. We do not have that uh, across the country. College football has become a very niche sport. It's be, it's going down that road. You have a handful of programs that can actually win anything of value. You have one region and then some in Big Ten country, like Ohio and Pennsylvania and Michigan, I guess. I mean, they really care, but that's it. College football is not a national sport anymore. It's becoming hyper-localized, and viewership numbers prove it. Attendance numbers prove it. Now, that's slightly a different animal with the at-home experience getting better, but the SEC rates well and attends well. Pac-12 does not. Big 12 does not. ACC does not. The Big 10 largely does not. There is an interest issue in college football, and I think the biggest issue with that is access. I think the vast majority of college football does not believe they can actually win anything of value. And the Liberty Bowl is not valuable. It never really was. It's definitely not now. And there's no going back. I love bowl games. I love the bowl system. I've been to bowl games, a lot of them, and they're a lot of fun. And I know fans like the trip. They've never really been all that valuable. They definitely aren't anymore. And I don't think there's any going back. I think it's too late. 
But access, I think, is the biggest issue with college football today. And expanding to 12 teams, while it does not really change the outcome, because even if we expand to 12 teams, guess who's winning all the national championships still? Ohio State, Michigan, or not Michigan, (laughs) Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma will make it. Georgia will make it. You'll get like a one-off from an SEC team. But that's still going to be the teams that win everything. But expanding to 12 gives you access. It gives the rest of college football something to play for. In 2014, not long ago, 2014, seasons that Ole Miss and Mississippi State can have again, three lost seasons in those years, in that year, both, both of those teams, Make the playoff. Right now in the current setup, I don't think anybody would disagree with this. It seems extremely unlikely that Ole Miss and Mississippi State would make the college football playoff. It, I mean, you guys agree with that, right? In the current setup, it seems extremely unlikely that they make the playoff in a near impossibility. It's an impossibility for Southern Miss. It's not going to happen. If Cincinnati didn't make it, no, nobody's going to make it. If Coastal Carolina goes undefeated, didn't make it, nobody's going to make it. It's not going to happen. If you expand the playoff, programs like Ole Miss and Mississippi State, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Indiana, Kansas State, Iowa State, Arizona State, UCLA, Oregon, although I think they have a playoff caliber team potentially this year, these programs have a real legitimate shot at playing for a championship. And while they would probably end up losing to an Ohio State or an Alabama or a Clemson, the fact that they would get there expands interest across college football. And I promise you, a one-and-done appearance in the playoff is far more valuable than winning a Sugar Bowl or winning an Orange Bowl, although Mississippi State lost that Orange Bowl. You guys get my point. It's far more valuable, and it can elevate these programs because you can sell to recruits, hey, we make the playoff now, because only six teams in America can sell that to kids right now. Just, Just work with me here. I don't think they're going nine and three, but I think it's possible that they do. It's not absurd to suggest that Ole Miss could win nine games this year. Offensively, they should be explosive. Defensively, they could be better. I don't think they're going to go nine and three, but it's possible that they do. If they did, that's a playoff team. If we had a 12 team playoff, Ole Miss would be competing for one this year. Every Saturday, the games would matter. Beyond, it's your team, and you love them, and you love to watch them play, and maybe they'll get a bid to the Outback Bowl. Going into this season, we could be talking about a team in this state vying for a playoff bid. When you increase the stakes, when you expand the number of people that can actually make it, I got to turn the fan on. I'm getting hot in here. Um, When you expand the number of teams that can actually make it, you expand interest and you increase the number of games that matter. 
And JP, you're asking um, what else is driving it to having a, a niche existence? I, I think it's that. I think it's access. I mean, people are always going to love it and care, but from a national perspective, college football is going the opposite direction. It's still extremely popular, of course. But when you only have a set number of teams that can actually win anything, that's what I'm talking about. But it's access. And and when when people say that expanding the playoff would ruin the regular season, I, I, I think this would make the exact opposite be true. The exact opposite would be true. Because last year... The Pac-12 did not play a single playoff-implicated game last year. Not one. There was not one game played in the conference that dominates the West Coast of the United States, a heavily populated area, by the way. Not a single college football game was played on the West Coast that mattered at all. Not one. Literally not one. And the Big 12 only played meaningful games until October 3rd when Oklahoma lost their second game. After October 3rd, west of the Mississippi River did not have a single game that mattered in college football. I've made that point before. You've probably heard me say it before. Not one west of the Mississippi River after October 3rd. And go ahead and look at the ACC. If Clemson was not playing, nothing mattered. Nothing mattered. And and it's not like it was Clemson versus somebody for a chance at the playoff. No, it was just like if this team can beat Clemson, that team games no, gains nothing, but Clemson potentially loses out their spot of playoff. It's all we got. That's all we got. And so if you have playoff spots on the line, multiple playoff spots on the line, Suddenly, there's meaningful games every weekend in California, Washington and Oregon, the West Coast, meaningful games every weekend. Suddenly, the Big 12, besides Oklahoma, has meaningful games. We looked at, on the radio yesterday, we looked at the the last few years of college football playoff rankings. Kansas State would have made the playoff one year. Since 2014, they would have made the expanded playoff. Kansas State would have something to play for. Minnesota would have something to play for. Indiana, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Virginia Tech would have had something to play for. NC State, still not Tennessee. (laughs) Tennessee still wouldn't have anything to play for yet. But when there's more spots up for grabs, every week in every corner of the country then matters more. It matters more. When you've got more teams with something on the line. Look at the NFL, for example. The NFC East was awful. Awful, right? Awful. But the winner of the NFC East gets a playoff spot. So every week, they had games that mattered. Every week in the NFL, there are multiple games that matter. We don't get that in college football. And we've got... Five times the teams. Do you like the finger math there? We have five times the teams in college football and fewer games that matter. Access to the playoff drives interest. Access to the playoff drives national broad interest. It enhances the regular season. 
because a team like Ole Miss, a team like Mississippi State, will have games that matter with something on the line. And that fits in every conference in every state in the country. And that will enhance the interest in college football because right now it's going like this. Interest is going down. It's an easy way to fix it. And I know the counter argument is, well, you're going to get blowouts in the first round. Not necessarily because when you go to 12, there will be those four, the, the best four teams will get a bye. So here. I'm pulling up the college football playoff rankings right now. I probably should have had this up. We'll just use 2019 because 2020 was a weird year. 2019 is the example. So LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and Oklahoma would have all gotten a bye. Here would have been the teams that would have played against each other in the first round of the playoff. It would have been Memphis, the highest-ranked group of five, versus Georgia. Memphis, Georgia. Maybe there's a blowout there. Maybe not. You would have had Oregon and Utah, Baylor and Penn State, and Wisconsin and Florida. That would have been your first round of your playoff. Georgia, Memphis, Oregon, Utah, Baylor, Florida State, or, or Baylor, Penn State, excuse me, and Wisconsin, Florida. Maybe there are some blowouts there, but those sound like exciting as hell football games to me. And you've got the West Coast. You've got a group of five in here. You've got the Big 12. You've got the – I mean, you've got everything. Everything that you love in college football is right here. In that final week of the season, Utah's playing for something. So when you go to watch Pac-12 after dark, the game actually has something on the line, something that matters. Um, so I, I don't exactly hear that. I mean, maybe the second round is filled with blowouts. Maybe so, but there's um, with the buy included, it eliminates a, a lot of that. But most importantly, like I said at the very beginning of this, it's not about uh, the better way to determine the champion. That's, that's not what this is about. Because the best way to determine the champion is not to have a 12-team playoff. It's not. So I hear you on that. I won't disagree with you. We don't need to expand. We don't need to add more teams to better find the champion. That's not the purpose of this. The purpose of this is to help the sport, enhance the interest in the sport, to kind of save it from the, the downfall that it's in right now. The end result is likely going to be the same. It's likely going to be the same handful of teams that win a championship every year. But if you want to help the long-term health of the sport, more people need to have access. And the group of five being included in that is absolutely fine with me. You have a team like Ole Miss and Mississippi State with a realistic shot to make the playoff on an annual basis. A realistic shot at making it. Will they? No. I mean, Ole Miss and State aren't going 9-3 and every year. But it's possible. There's the possibility. Right now, that doesn't exist. For Southern Miss, it would take a special, special, special season. But right now, the special, special season doesn't get them anywhere. It may get them the Cotton Bowl. 
where they'll play a team that had seven players opt out for the NFL draft. And even if they win, everybody's going to be like, yeah, well, their opponent didn't care, so it doesn't matter. A place like Southern Miss would have, if they have that season, would get rewarded for it. Right now, that, that doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. That's my spiel. I think this is perfect. I think it will enhance interest in college football. I think it will make the sport national again, make every week matter in every conference, give access to programs that currently don't have it, and that will in turn help elevate those programs and possibly level the playing field. And we know how unlevel it is right now. Gives the group of five access, would make everybody a heck of a lot more money, would give us more games that matter, and who doesn't love that? There is nothing about the 12-team playoff that I think is bad. I, I, I've i thought about it. I can't come up with one thing that I don't like about it. JP says, yeah, surviving the SEC West, a trip to Atlanta, making it healthy enough to compete with your depth. Strongly agree. It's already long enough, uh, a long enough shot for our two SEC schools to get into the current system. Yeah, it's basically impossible. And it would still not be easy. I, I mean, it, it, you have to have a special season but you don't have to be perfect, and it's an attainable goal. Zach says, unrelated, Shadow and Bone is officially getting a season two. Good. I really enjoyed that show. I liked it. The whole uh, this stuff, though, it kind of made me cringe. I mean, they they couldn't come up with something better than that. (laughs) It was really good, though. I mean, it it had a a Game of Thrones-y feel to it, and and I really liked it. Um, I wish they would establish the world a little bit better, though. Like, like, why are all these countries fighting? And, like, what's different about each one and, and stuff? I wish they would have expanded more on that. But, you know, they only had eight episodes, and so they, they had to get the story going. And I did like the pace, too. I mean, the story was – it moved. It really moved. There weren't any throwaway episodes. I really liked it. And uh, I will definitely watch season two. Um Last comment before I've got to run. It says, yeah, people saying that it would water down or screw up the regular season are flat out afraid of change or they're chasing or cashing in on the current setup. Or maybe they're flat out ignorant. Yeah, I I don't understand why um, more access to the playoff would make the regular season worse. You'd have more teams that are playing for a playoff spot. You'd have more games in the regular season that matter. I mean, you could probably count on two hands the number of games last season in college football that had playoff implications on them. Alabama was a double-digit favorite in every game they played. And they're the only team in the West that had a shot at making the playoff. So who cares? I uh, I don't I don't see that at all. It, the, the watering down of the regular season thing, that argument just doesn't hold up when you look at it from a more teams have stuff on the line perspective. Is it the best way to determine the champion? No, it's not. But can it really help the long-term health of college football? Absolutely, it can. And hell, we might even get a playoff team around here if they do it. So that's what I'm rooting for. I've changed my mind. I thought eight was perfect. Nah, forget that. Give me 12. 12 is perfect. I have not heard an adequate counter argument to it yet so thank you guys for tuning in glad that that you're with me as you always are in the morning uh, running a little long today but uh, that's all right 
that's uh that, that's quite all right so i appreciate you guys very very much and um Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you tomorrow when we get back on the Super Regional train. We'll get back to baseball. I know how important that is for you guys around here. We'll get back to that tomorrow. But in the meantime, y'all have a good day, and I'll talk to you uh, tomorrow at 8. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.